Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self Podcast. I'm Macy Renee and I'm so excited to have you back if you're a returning listener and so excited for you to join us if you're new and today we're just going to get right into it, okay? And we're going to talk about how to navigate the emotions that you're feeling when you're around someone else who is going through their own storm of emotions because this can be a very... Um, uncomfortable situation a lot of times especially if we have not done our own inner work or we're still in the process of healing um, and finding ourselves it can be very tricky on how do we navigate someone else's emotions so I wanted to talk about this because although I have done a ton of work in this area there are still times where I find myself being triggered by someone else's emotional experience so for example let's say I get around someone and they're having a lot of anxiety or panic over something what I tend to feel like is that I'm also starting to panic. I'm also starting to have anxiety. And one reason could be that I'm not protecting my own energy, right? We feel other people's energy. If you identify as an empath or if you know human design and you know that you have a lot of inner, like energy centers open, um, you may find that you absorb other people's energy more easily if you do not have strong boundaries. But the other thing about this is if you have thoughts about their emotion because you're triggered yourself. Like maybe there's something that um, you experience or that comes up for you when other people are feeling a type of way. So for instance, um, if I'm around someone who's having a lot of panic and anxiety, I will often find that I start to feel that as well in certain situations and I have this intense body response where I just want to fix it and I want to make it go away. So if you have ever done this, and I'll give you some examples so that hopefully you can relate, but think about when your child is crying and maybe the first two minutes of your child crying, you're there to console them. You're there to ask them what's wrong. You maybe even understand why they're crying. Maybe you took away one of their toys. Maybe they were fighting with a sibling and you broke it up and they're upset. They didn't get what they wanted. Um, maybe it's for some off the wall reason. Maybe something happened that you're not even aware of. But the first few minutes, you're totally in your element. You can handle it. But what about whenever they continue to express their authentic emotion and it gets to the point where they're crying to the point that they are not taking deep breaths and their face is turning purple and they are, you know, crying so hard that they're gagging or they're having a full meltdown of behavior. Do you at that point 
lose your cool? Do you find that you shush them? Do you find that you tell them that you're going to punish them if they do not stop? Do you tell them that they're going to go to their room? Um, You know, what are some of the ways that you can be honest with yourself about how you respond in the moment as their emotion continues? Or let's try a different example. Let's say your significant other comes home and they've had a stressful day for whatever reason and they're agitated and they're grumpy and maybe they are not in a good headspace and then you find yourself slipping into also not having a good headspace and maybe it even creates this space where you're trying to be understanding but you feel yourself getting agitated or argumentative or um, you're falling into their story you're falling into their emotion because you don't know how to maintain your own state when they start getting more and more upset Um, especially if they bring you in and they start kind of blaming you or you know, going around about of how this could be um, an unfixable problem. And maybe you're even trying to offer solutions, but they don't hear it because they're in their own emotion, right? When emotions are high, intelligence is low. And so maybe you're witnessing this and experiencing this um, and you find yourself falling into the same emotion that they came home and their experience, like came home in and they're experiencing. So can you think of moments in your life where this has happened? I'm going to give you a third example. The third example could be you sit down with a friend and you're having a conversation and somehow it gets onto a topic, maybe about your best friend recently going through a divorce and they start opening up and sobbing and crying and they're just super upset and you feel so like you're in so much pain watching them be in pain that you're like don't cry it's okay like I've got you you know wipe your tears it's totally fine I get it I'm here for you don't worry and you kind of come in right to fix it with a fix it energy I just want to fix it what I want to bring attention to in today's episode is that need to fix when other people are experiencing emotion So this happened to me recently, right? I was with someone who was experiencing very intense emotion and I, in all the work that I've been doing, I can hold the space for a lot of different people. And um, just to give a side note on if you're asking yourself, what does hold the space mean? Holding the space means that you are able to maintain your own energetic um, frequency. You're able to to understand your own emotions and feel them, you know, rise and fall in your body, but still be in a place where no matter what someone is coming to you with, a bad mood, a great mood, um, an upset mood, a depressed mood, um, they're coming to you, you know, very intensely or maybe a little bit more standoffish, like you're able to hold the space for them to be authentically who they are without the need to make them change, without having to shush them. You know, you are creating a safe place for transparency, for authenticity. And Although I've done a lot of work in this area, there are still some days based on the emotion that someone may be feeling where I feel myself falling into their emotion or matching their energy as much as I'm trying not to. And what typically happens in that moment is that we're triggered 
and our body says something's wrong, like, you know, in the first example, my child is crying, he won't stop crying or she won't stop crying and I, I'm not able to fix it and the, the longer that they're crying, the more upset they're getting and the energy in the room is intensifying and now I'm becoming triggered and maybe I'm becoming agitated or overwhelmed. It's loud, it's not getting any better and what your body is saying is something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong within yourself and your masculine energy, if you're a woman, especially your masculine energy comes in and tries to fix the whole situation. And if you can't fix the whole situation, your emotional intelligence goes down, right? Emotions are high, intelligence is low, and you often respond from a place of high emotion, not a place of holding the space for whatever the other person's going through. So again, going to the second example, if it's your spouse after a really hard day, you may find that you're wanting to tell them that they're wrong or you're just wanting to tell them it'll all get better, it'll be fine, stop worrying about it, stop complaining about it, um, you know, stop stop letting it get to you. You know, we want to tell them to stop. It's the same thing. It's like, fix it. I need to fix it because this is impacting me now and I need you to stop being transparent and authentic because I can't hold the space for it. And going into the example with the girlfriend, you know, that's going through, a hard time and starts crying during you know a coffee date or a lunch date you feel the need to fix it for them because it feels uncomfortable to see them in pain right or sometimes you don't know what to say and you don't know how to navigate the conversation and you don't know how to make them feel better and so internally what it does for us as the person trying to hold this space is it sends an alert through our body like this is really hard and something has gone wrong so that's the signal that your brain will will often, you know, signal is something's gone wrong and I have to be the one to fix it. I have to be the one to make it feel better. But oftentimes, here's the sneaky thing. It's not that we want to make it better because we're actually holding the space for them. In the sneakiest way possible, we want them to feel better because it would feed our ego and not from the place of like, oh, I have a solution. I can make you feel better. What I'm saying is that our ego does not like to feel uncomfortable. So if we can figure out a way to fix it or shush them or make them think about something else rather than experience that full emotion, our ego doesn't have to feel the discomfort of sitting and holding the space when something feels so terribly bad. Like our ego doesn't want us to understand our own trigger in that situation. And so it's like if I can fix it and I can make it stop, everything in me will feel better. So it's almost like it's almost like we come from a good place of like, yeah, I really do want this person to feel better, my child, my significant other, my friend. But our ego is like, no, actually, I want to feel better in this situation. So if I yell at my my crying, screaming kid to go to their room because they're not they're not getting better and expressing their emotion, you know, I will feel better by sending them to their room. I will feel better by yelling at them to stop. I will feel better if they stop the crying because then I won't get a headache. Same thing with a husband like or a significant other, a partner. It's like, no, I need you to stop complaining about this because it's triggering me. I need you to stop worrying about this because it's making me worry. I need you to X, Y, Z because X, Y, Z. And going to the friend, it's like, oh, girlfriend, I, you know, don't cry. That makes me uncomfortable to see you cry. 
I like the happy version of you. I like whenever we're having fun laughing together. I like X, Y, Z when I'm with you and in this moment it's not that. And so this is where knowing ourself and having a lot of self-awareness is super important, you guys, because the more self-aware that we become, the more we can hold the space for other people in their authentic emotion without needing to make it stop. So if you're holding space for someone and they are triggered themselves and they're expressing their feelings, they're expressing their emotion, that is them being very transparent. And oftentimes what we do because of our ego is want to fix it or shut it down or make them feel differently because we are uncomfortable. And the part that we miss is the biggest, most important thing, and that is turning inward to understand why. Why am I triggered by your authentic experience in this moment? Why is my body wanting to fix it in this moment? Why, like if I were to turn inward, what is it about? So the other day when this was happening with a loved one of mine and they were having a really hard time, I was finding myself as as the emotion went on, getting very agitated and having a really hard time holding the space and trying my hardest to understand and trying my hardest to maintain homeostasis in my body. But I kept finding that I was getting very frustrated and upset and triggered. And here's the thing, like I, if I am triggered by something and I, I would recommend that you do this as well because it's just, it's huge in self-awareness work. It's huge in growth work. But what I do is I always ask myself the question, why? Like, why was it so hard for me to sit there and hold space? Like when someone's being authentic and transparent in the moment, why do I feel the need to change it or make it different? And it always comes back to because I felt some type of way or I was thinking something that wasn't serving me or it's something that's emotionally stored in my body that hasn't been worked through yet, right? The trigger is like a mirror of something in my subconscious that needs to be addressed. And so after this episode was over, um, I had enough self-awareness to know like I didn't hold space the way that my highest self would. My highest self is my best self and I know that I didn't show up as my highest self because of how I felt in my body. Like on the outside looking in, I probably held the space pretty well. But on the inside, I was falling apart, like wishing that it was not happening and that it would all go away. So after the fact, I sunk into my body and I really started to ask myself why. And as I dug deep, I realized the reason that I wanted all of their pain to go away, all of their anxiety and their own triggers to go away was because in me, it was triggering this um, anxiety ridden response of um, I need to fix it and I feel helpless And when I feel helpless, like I'm used to experiencing that feeling in trauma. So I will give you an example. Like in my family, we have a loved one that has battled mental illness. And there have been several times in my life where these episodes that they have gone through have led to um, intense screaming matches, intense crying, and then anger, and then, um, you know, giggles and stuff like that. And 
as a child, it was super triggering for me. Um, but a lot of times when they would get into that heightened state of experiencing all these different emotions and I would come in thinking I needed to fix it. And, and even as a child, it was my ego trying to come in and protect me. Like if we can figure out how to make their mood better, then we don't have to feel this trauma in our body. We don't have to feel all of these scary things. And when I couldn't fix it and I couldn't make it better, it usually led to a 911 phone call in childhood. So it escalated to the point of needing a third party professional to come de-escalate the situation, which was very traumatic as a child. So what I found is that recently, even though the situation was nowhere near that, as they were authentically expressing their emotion, their anxiety, their panic, I was feeling in my body, if I don't fix this, it's going to lead to a third party having to come in and I'm going to feel the way that I did as a child and that feeling was traumatic and I don't want to feel it again even as an adult and so I need to make it stop right and so I was finding myself wanting to do everything in my power to make it stop and getting frustrated when none of my efforts were working rather than surrendering to this is where this person is at right now and I can create boundaries for myself. If I cannot handle it, I can go create a boundary to to create some space or I can sit with it and surrender to the fact that this is a healing moment for me and that the reason it feels painful is because I'm resisting it. So anything that we resist persists and it only becomes worse and more painful in the process. So if you find yourself shushing other people because they're very uncomfortable or feeling embarrassed when somebody breaks out in full-blown emotion and you don't know what to say, just remember that in those moments you're okay, you're safe. That that emotional outburst, whether it's your child, a significant other, a friend, a family member, It's not about you, right? It's about where they're at. And oftentimes it will create thoughts in your mind or feelings in your body. And that is your teaching moment. That is your, what I would call your medicine to explore why. And do you find that your ego shows up and says, I want to make this stop. I want to make you feel better. I want this to go away. I want this to be easier. I want to feel better. Like, are you trying to help them, shush them, fix them, or fix the situation because you are uncomfortable or because you're genuinely trying to be a problem solver for them? And do they want the problem to be solved? Because a lot of times too, when someone is expressing authentic emotion, they don't always want the problem solved right away. And I have to even get clear on that with my clients like sometimes my clients just need me to hold the space they don't always they're not always ready for a solution and the coaching on how to overcome it on some of the coaching calls sometimes they just need a listening ear that is non-judgmental and that's willing to hear them without me having to you know contribute a solution of how they can change it and maybe the next phone call after they've processed the emotion and set with the emotion and felt the emotion and have been heard um you know and have been um given the space to safely expel some of what they're feeling or thinking then the next call they might be like okay i've worked through this but this is still lingering how do i go 
about changing this or working through this. And so there's a very fine line. And so the more self-aware that you become, the more um, you will be able to recognize when you're doing this. And if you can do anything in that moment, it's to observe where your body's at. Do you feel yourself getting agitated? Do you feel yourself getting upset? Do you feel like you're also going to cry? Do you feel like if they continue on, you're going to lose your marbles? And if the answer is yes, I'm going to lose my marbles if they keep acting this way, that's your medicine to understand yourself more. That is an extra layer that you can peel off of yourself to know yourself at a deeper level. Why are you triggered by it? Why when someone is being their authentic self and their authentic emotion in that moment, do you feel the need to come in and change it, fix it, or make it better? What stories fuel that? And can you pull any of that from your childhood, your teen years, your adulthood, where you needed where you felt like you needed to be the hero or where you did have to step up in childhood in order to feel safe and secure? Um, You know, a lot of times our patterns in adulthood are patterns that we've adopted from our younger years, even subconscious things. And so I didn't realize when I was agitated the other day and really falling into their panicked, anxiety-ridden mood that it was due to the fact that it was triggering an unhealed piece of my childhood where it immediately brought about those subconscious thoughts of if I don't de-escalate this, then we're going to have to call in reinforcements and that feels scary and that you know that feels embarrassing and it never feels good and it usually didn't ever solve the problem right it it it, they came and they would talk that person down a little bit but it never actually really solved anything or changed their behavior and so I've had this negative thought process and association of I have to fix it I have to be the fixer I have to be the strong one I have to make them laugh I have to make sure they never get to this point but a lot of it was because I feel so uncomfortable when they're at that point that If I'm ever in a situation that even feels remotely similar, I need to fix it before trouble arises. So get to know yourself. Really dig deep. Understand yourself. The more that you can do that, the more your healing journey can take place. And the more um, strong your mindset becomes, the better you become at emotional intelligence because Like, for instance, my goal is that no matter who I'm sitting with or sitting across the table from or holding the space for, that if I am feeling something in my body that I know that that's mine, that the other person isn't creating that, okay? The other person saying words, whatever the words they there are or they are, um, feeling their feelings, having emotion, having an authentic experience, they're not actually creating the emotions in my body. But if I'm feeling emotions in my body and I'm feeling my body trying to keep me safe, that is an opportunity for me to see that they, their authentic experience is almost pinging, right? P-I-N-G, I-N-G, I guess, pinging um, or signaling something in me that's like, hey, we can look at this further because other people don't jump in our bodies and make us feel a type of way. Other people are our mirrors where whatever they're being or however they're showing up creates a thought in our mind, which creates an emotion, 
or it creates an emotion which triggers another thought. So if we work on rewiring and understanding ourselves and getting to the root of why we feel the way that we do, there's a lot of clarity on the other side. There's a lot of healing on the other side. And the more that we do that, the more we can show up authentically. Because if we understand ourselves, we can also communicate more emotionally intelligent um, or in a more emotionally intelligent way. Okay. So like if I understand my triggers and I am feeling something as someone's talking to me, but I know that they're not causing it, right? Something in me is triggering, um, triggering like, okay, here's something you can work on Macy, or, um, you're feeling this emotion because they said this thing and you have all, all kinds of thoughts about it. In that moment, if I go to have a conversation with them, I can do it from a place of radical responsibility. Not you made me feel this way and you're creating my mood and you came home from work like a grouch. So now I'm a grouch. I can be like, you know, I am sorry that you're having a really hard time. I just noticed in me what's coming up is this, this, and this. Um, you know, I noticed that what, like what you're going through created a thought in my mind that made me feel blah, blah, blah. And being able to take radical responsibility is going to improve your communication with other people tenfold because in life, it's not about blaming each other for what we're feeling or what we're thinking. It's about really getting to a place where you can take responsibility and know that nobody's jumping in your body to make you feel a certain way or make you think something, um, something specific or, um, you know, what they want you to think. Like our brain creates that and our body creates that. And if we're offended or feeling a type of way, we have to understand why. Ask yourself the questions. Get very curious. And that's that's what I'm constantly doing in me, but it's also what I'm constantly facilitating within my clients is just getting very curious. Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel the need to change other people? Why do you want life to be easier, right? Again, that's probably ego. We want life to be easier so then we don't feel suffering. We don't feel pain. We don't self-sabotage. If life is easier or people, other people in our life that are complicated, if they change, we don't have to change, which means we don't have to feel uncomfortable. And we're always running away from things that make us feel uncomfortable. So again, guys, always turn inward to really get to know yourself. You will learn so much. And if you're having trouble holding this space, if you're having trouble doing this work, if any of this in the podcast resonates with you and you just, you're ready to take it further with some guidance, please reach out to me. I do free 60 minute consults all the time. You just schedule them on my website. You can check out MacyRenee.com and if there's any way that I can support you in your journey of self-mastery and self-awareness, I am so excited um, to be able to hold the space for you to go through whatever it is you're going through, overcome it, heal it, and become the highest version of yourself. So thank you for being here and I will see you guys next Monday. Hey girl, did you know there's a place for you to continue this work outside of the podcast? Well, there is, and it's called Becoming Her. This is my online and ongoing coaching container for self-mastery. Everything takes place online and is the best value for your investment if you're wanting to work with me. This is for women that want to create lasting change by learning how to master themselves, their energy, their mindset, and how to do the deep inner work. It's a growing community where you're supported for life. 
with live online trainings, access to all previously recorded content, and two one-on-one coaching calls with me per month. It's an investment where you can rest assured you'll have everything you need at your fingertips and where there's one primary goal, becoming your highest self. If this has been something you're looking for, join us and be a part of the growth. You can find out more information on MacyRenee.com.